0: Welcome to Business Talk Sister Grock, I am Becca and today's podcast episode is how to manage difficult people and stay sane. And this is something that I feel I have learned so much about, especially in the last four, probably five years of my life. And there's so many things that I wish I would have learned when I first got into business and I just kick myself over thinking, man, I sure wish there was somebody that sat down with me and just explain some of these things. And it would have made my life and managing other people and other people's lives so much easier. So I'm gonna do a series on this because there's so many aspects of tools and understanding and knowledge that'll just be so helpful for other people. So the first thing I always try to say about this topic is always try to have clear job roles processes, and responsibilities for each person that you're trying to manage. Documentation with this is so, so vital because if you can have the clearness of this is your role and what you need to do and here's the checklist of what needs to be accomplished, it's a lot easier to keep people accountable and it's a a lot easier to go back and say, hey, this wasn't completed correctly and here's what we need to do to fix that one resource i think is really good um, for getting that clear job roles and processes um, is the entrepreneurial operating system i like a lot of their stuff when it comes to saying these are the job duties of this role and they really try to get that narrowed down before you even hire someone so that you can get a pretty clear understanding of what's expected of them and what um, accountability numbers they're supposed to be reaching in order to show that they are actually doing their job effectively. And I think that that, um, the measurable piece of it is um, great for everybody. I know that when I've had numbers to um, know exactly where I need to be, it makes me um, a lot less stressed out when I know that I'm able to achieve those numbers um, pretty consistently. And one thing I would say about that for a lot of people, um, when you're setting those numbers, don't go 20% more than a person has ever done before. It's okay to help them reach for something new that is achievable, but if it's over 20% from their previous performance, it can really be difficult. Um, really stressful on that person and cause a lot of issues with um, just morale in general and make even more difficult people. So that's a really good point to keep in mind. When you're managing people, it's really important to understand that each person learns differently. So getting to the heart of understanding what each person needs, whether it's written directions or um, videos, visual photos, or steps in a process, um, that can really make a huge difference in that person's ability to do their job well. And it may not be that they're trying to be difficult. It could be that they have a learning disability that maybe they were never never diagnosed with or even um, some other thing going on in their life that is making it difficult for them to have those critical thinking skills that, that can come off as a behavior and not necessarily as a disability. So just just understand that that could be something that's an, a contributing factor. So I would look for patterns In their behavior and utilize examples in threes to explain patterns that are not okay and when when they happen i would say hey this is what's going on right now i just want to explain to you why it's not okay and um this is how we need to work on this but when you have you can address it in the moment but then when you have three examples of this happened then this happened then this happened they may be different scenarios but the same pattern has happened multiple times, what can we do to address the pattern? Um, That's really important because a lot of times people don't even realize that they're applying those things over and over again to different situations, whether that's, hey, you were behind on this project, and instead of communicating about it, you waited till the last minute, and then you blame someone else for the fact that it wasn't done. And you've done this over here on this project and this and this and That's just not okay. And so we need to change this by maybe trying to start communicating earlier that you need help and you don't need to blame other people, but take personal responsibility for the fact that you're concerned it's not done yet. So that's a really good example of that. I would also say in general, if you're having issues that are affecting your business based on like the level of liability it creates, whether it's just like maybe a, a negative tone that's affecting your work culture, may not be as impactful overall as potentially somebody doing something that um, affects your business's liability with maybe doing something illegal or um, making different documentation that isn't appropriate for what needs to happen to make sure that it's done right. And so that liability aspect, you really have to evaluate how detrimental is this behavior to my business? Is it important to take action on immediately right now as I find it? And I I think that understanding that, like, is this an issue you can work through and just continue to have conversations about because it's a personality thing? Or is it something where someone is blatantly doing what's wrong? And how could that, liability affect your business's ability to be successful if later that comes back to bite you. So really evaluate that in the severity of how those conversations happen and how quickly they happen. Obviously you wanna try to give people grace for things if they made a mistake, but if you've clearly laid out this is not okay and it could potentially cost us so much more, it's something you really need to take into consideration quickly. As the size of your team grows, it's really important to understand that you cannot avoid conflict. So if someone is bringing up complaints, you have to have the time to follow up with them about that matter and say, I'm gonna follow up with you by X time on this. And due to like HR rules and stuff like that, you can't necessarily say that this is what we did to solve that problem, especially if it's with a different person. But you can say, I want to let you know that i'm going to deal with this and i will connect with you and let you know that we've addressed some things by this time and um, how you word that is going to really be dependent on the situation and also um, what your hr team if you have one is um, telling you that's appropriate and if you don't have an hr team i would definitely recommend um, talking with a consultant on that Uh, you cannot share like i said what you did to reprimand someone but just let them know, hey, we're trying to handle this situation to help everyone be more successful. Um, thanks for bringing that concern up. I'm going to be looking into it. And when if you ever say, I'm going to be looking into it, you need to make sure that you follow up with that person later and say, really value your um, effort on the team. And I appreciate when you bring up things because you care about the business. And um, I just value your feedback. And I do try to address the things that you're bringing to the table. Okay, so the next thing is, You need to take time to rest and reflect often. I'm not just talking um, once a week, but anytime an interaction with a difficult person starts becoming escalated or you're feeling emotionally like your body is tense, all of that, take a moment to reflect why your body is feeling that way and how you can um, calm yourself down. Because you have to be committed to trying new things and changing your style um, when dealing with somebody that may not be the same style as you or learns differently. And sometimes this hurts. This hurts our pride a lot of times because we just wish that other people would just get it. And But that's our impatience in that, right? And it's really important to look for things that that person you're managing does well and try to direct those skills into areas that they can succeed. If that person is talking a lot to other people all the time because they're just a verbal processor, how can they do something more with um, maybe answering the phone and trying to connect customers to different things or whatever that is where you're like, man, this person really struggles in this area in being on task, then how can you uh, say, well, actually, though, they're a great people person, and we can plug them in over here to use those skills effectively. So, also knowing your personality and um, taking personality tests to know where you're weak and where you're strong is really helpful because a lot of business owners, honestly, are really high D's in the disc profile, which means that they're very good at like plowing forward, blazing a trail, but at the same time, they may not have the emotional um, or patience, the emotional like sympathy and compassion and patience to be able to sit down with somebody who's confused at what task they were assigned and say, oh, this is what this means and bring more clarity to it. So um, part of it can really be that maybe you're just not doing the things that you need to do to take a step back and help that person. And if you go to any kind of like family therapy or anything like that, they'll tell you it's a two-way street. And and I think that's really important to just reflect on what else could I do. And sometimes there are times where you've come to everything you possibly could do and you can't think of anything else. And that's okay. That other person needs to contribute as well. Um, so know that you're not a failure and it's not always you that needs to constantly change. But Do know that you're part of the equation and you should have an open mind to it that um, there could be a way to help this person be more successful that you haven't tried yet. In general, um, I find this to be true for a lot of entrepreneurs that it's easy to go really fast when you are by yourself because you know everything that you want to get done and um, you've thought through it and you've come to the conclusion, Um, but sometimes people get really frustrated with you because they don't know how to do things the same way or they need more explanation as to why you've made the decision to do things the way you have. And I have totally done this where my body posture has been frustrated that I need to sit down and help someone again. But it's important to realize that if you don't take the time at the beginning, it can create a culture that's afraid to tell you what they need because you haven't taken taken the time to listen in the past, and that can create a lot of um, issues with you feeling like people are just being really difficult around you, but maybe it's just they're afraid of your intensity and um, afraid to cause you to have a break in your day that you could be focused on more important activities. Um, Okay, next thing. Don't expect a difficult person to comply with everything you ask of them. There's typically a lot going on that you probably don't know about inside that person, Um, especially if they struggle with calming down in a frustrating situation. So I always try to give choices and I really recommend doing that. Instead of saying, I want you to go do this and just get on with it and get it done right away, sometimes that's really hard for people to redirect to that. So you can say, hey, I would like you to do this And this, which one would you like to start with? Um, That can help that person feel like they're remaining in control. And a lot of times it's hard for me to come up with the choices in the moment. So I need to just sit down and take five minutes before interacting with that person, especially if I'm starting my day and I'm gonna delegate tasks. Um, I need to do that before I interact with that person to have different options ready. When I don't do this, I feel so much more flustered and stressed out i can start getting tense or um, i also feel distracted after i sign those tasks to uh, the person to get done because um, i'm just not sure if i was completely confident that that was the best use of that person's time and all of that so if i take the time to just really sit down and do that first i don't need to second guess myself because i know this is the best best thing that this person can be doing with their day today, and it's, it's ready to roll and this increases my overall productivity because if I have laid out very clearly what this person needs to do um, even sometimes I have to break down into smaller smaller steps so it, it makes more sense to that person this increases my productivity because I'm not getting interrupted with questions all the time and and that comes back to um, my next point with that is do not rush this is probably the hardest thing in the world <laughs> because um, you've experienced this person maybe treat you in a hard way over and over again, and you just wanna get the meeting over with. You, you don't wanna deal with that person. Um, but the more you rush, the more they will escalate because your posture and tone and energy makes them on the rise as well. And, and honestly, if they're a difficult person that struggles with other people as well, um, they're constantly on the defense because there's a lot of people that have um, snapped at them or had issues with them in the past. So um, they will escalate and then so will you. And that escalation trip is something you do not want to go on together. It's not good for anybody. So it's really important to slow yourself down and try to be genuine with this person. And sometimes we're frustrated. Um, when we're frustrated, we say really sarcastic things or um, make cutting remarks, and that is just not helpful to anybody. Um, it's not helpful. That's not being a good manager. And um, that person doesn't doesn't maybe realize how much that will affect their day, but it will. And if if a person is passive aggressive and um, attempting to return anger for anger in in those kind of ways with sarcasm or whatever, all that's gonna do is increase the level of tension in the current conversation or future ones that you're gonna have together. So genuine care for that person and concern is going to get you a lot farther. And that eye contact, um, just connecting with that person and and truly listening to what they have to say is important. And um, I have meetings with that where it's it's really hard to come across that way. And so you because of all the different things that have happened in the past. And so it's really important to recenter and say what 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 does this person actually do well? What do I care about them for? They're they're a valuable human being, and I don't need to treat them. Um, a different way based on the past. You can calm your body and still be genuine and caring to them. And But it's a choice to be caring. <laughs> um, okay, so on the flip side of, of this conversation, when you're meeting with a difficult person, uh, it's really easy to get defensive with someone, especially when when someone has thrown you under the bus before or done something that you're... Um, You're getting ready for them to do it again and maybe they blame you for everything. But getting defensive makes you escalate as well. And it's not going to help solve the problem. So if this is something they've done in the past and you start seeing that coming, like I said, go back to those examples of, hey, I noticed that the tone you have with me, I notice that the um, remarks that you're making have commonly ended in you blaming me for everything. And um, first of all, I know that that's not true. I, I am not responsible for these things that have happened but I just want to make sure that we don't go down that road because it's not going to be productive. So can we agree to have a productive conversation right now um, and not go down that road? And so you can pause it, that conversation, and say, I see where this is going or this is where it's gone in the past and I just don't want to go there with you. Can we make sure that this is actually going to be helpful? And if that person can agree to that, then you can have a really good conversation. So in in those different um, discussions, it's really important for you to have an open body posture. And um, what I mean by that is you should not clench your jaw or your fists or cross your arms. Even crossing your legs sometimes can be not a good idea. And the reason for this is because um, this will not allow your body to relax. And I... Really struggle with this one, especially because I—I I mean, I'm I'm talking with my hands right now, even even though you can't even see me. <laughs> Fast, jerky movements of your hands to get a point across, um, increasing your volume because you're a passionate person, really adds to the escalation. And and I totally identify with this. And if you come from like a South American culture or um, just a, a cult like I, I come from a South American culture but that aspect of like you're a passionate person in Middle Eastern culture is another one people just they're yelling back and forth and it's not because they're angry it's just they're passionate and um, I've learned that that can really be something that escalates a situation and when you let your body do these emotions and tones it naturally rises your um increases your blood pressure and because you're doing all these actions and your heart's pumping faster you're um just it's way easier to get on that trip if you are doing all these different things with your body so really important to just reflect on how is your body right now and feeling is your back tense is your neck hurting Am I looking at an angle that is making me uncomfortable? It's really important to feel these things because if you can remind yourself, it's okay, I am safe. I don't need to feel this way in this conversation. It can really impact your ability to be genuine and caring with that person that you're trying to manage. And I'm gonna take a break on this because we're gonna pick it up next week on this topic because there's so much more that I've learned about this and I'm just gonna throw it out there as well that remember, nobody is perfect at this. And if you've been dealing with somebody who's difficult for a very very long time I know that there's times where we mess up and as a manager that happens you're a human being you can't be perfect and if somebody's been pushing your buttons for that long there's gonna be a time where your body does react and know that if that's happened you're not a failure was it appropriate maybe not but the reality is that You need to recognize if you're listening to this and you're doing these things, you're trying to improve and you're trying to help that person be successful and uh, give yourself some credit because it's not always about um, being perfect. You can't be. So just know that. We're going to pick it up next week. I'm super excited to keep going with this because I have learned so much about this. Again, I am a work in progress on these things as well. Um, Learning all of these skills is constantly... um, emotionally hard sometimes. So know that and I'm going to transition to the gawk portion of this episode and if you are listening for the first time, gawk means to stare openly and stupidly and <laughs> talking about something ridiculous is something uh, that I do every every show just to tell you a story and uh, it doesn't have to do with the topic entirely. So uh, here's my story today. So recently, I um, because I have a business, I get a lot of spam text messages to my business number. And I got this text message like, recent, I've gotten a ton of them like, hey, you've won all this money from like the federal government, or hey, like this, my name is this, and I have like a really good loan system for you, and all these different spam text messages. Well, okay. So I got this text message that said, hey coach Maria can we reschedule our yoga class tomorrow and I totally thought it was spam <laughs> and I was like okay uh, this is just ridiculous like who talks like that anyways who says coach Maria like whatever so I texted back and I said no problem we'll push back to 7am okay pause though Because I was like, what is an ungodly hour that I would hate to go to yoga? (laughs) I don't know, maybe like 5 or 6 a.m. Like, I would never do that. (laughs) So I was like, there's no way this person really is getting up that early. So I'll just say 7 a.m. Because that's still like ridiculously early. So yeah, no problem. We'll push back to 7 a.m get some rest, champ. And I just was like dying to myself because I'm just thinking, okay, like I'll just play along. Like this is such a spam. So I'll just, I'll just joke around with it. Well, they never texted back. And then the next day at like 7:18 a.m., which is like my time zone, <laughs> they texted back, oh, I'm so sorry. I must have gotten the wrong number. Sorry to bother you. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, this is a real person and I totally wrecked their entire morning and they'd been waiting for 18 minutes for the yoga class that was never like scheduled properly oh my goodness I felt so bad at the same time I just thought it was also hilarious (laughs) and so I texted them and I said oh my goodness I'm so sorry I thought that was spam and unfortunately that person never texted me back and so I feel really bad (laughs) but so if you're listening to this and you are that person, touche, you are equally and justifiably um, okay to be upset with me because I'm sorry I wrecked your morning. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining me this week. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can give a review now on your phone on Spotify if that's where you listen and you can also give one on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're getting your podcast downloads and I will see you next week.